Welcome. You are listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Show with Roshan Lungani, Eric Olson, and Adrian Nicholson. This show is an exploration of ideas to help you work toward your ideal retirement. Get ready for the financial independence of your dreams. Welcome to the Retirement Lifestyle Show. I'm your co-host, Roshan Lungani, here with Adrian Nicholson. How are you doing, Adrian? I'm doing great, Roshan. It was good seeing you last week in Chicago for the conference. That was a great time and looking forward to today's podcast. Yeah, great time. We had our national conference uh, for our firm, Arte Wealth uh, Management, or Arte Wealth, really. And um, uh, we a lot of good information, a great time in Chicago. Yeah, Adrian, I had I had a great time as well. Yep, good to be back too. Yeah, glad to be back. We learned learned a lot there. Now we can um, sort of execute on some of that Some of that knowledge we got on there. We've got a couple interesting topics for you today. Adrian, if you don't mind, I'll kick us off talking about inflation and uh, oil prices. Have you been seeing or reading a lot um, about this in, just in the financial press or CNBC or anything like that? Yeah, I have been seeing a lot about oil. I mean, with interest rates as high as they are and just the ongoing supply and demand back and forth with oil, it's just been on the top of investors' mind and something that I think is really important, especially too when it comes to the consumer and investors. So I think this will be a really exciting topic to discuss with you. Yeah, and like you talked about inflation, let's actually take a step back to give a little bit of a backdrop on this. Uh, the CPI, Consumer Price Index, was up 0.6% in August, uh, which was the first increase in a few months. We've had a nice trend of it of it going down. The core CPI, which excludes food and energy, only rose by 0.3. The issue with oil prices are uh, as they go up, inflation across the board goes up just because you've got to transport goods, right? So if you're anything you're buying at the grocery store, that's typically uh, driven in uh, in in a truck. And if they're paying more for gas, you're paying more uh, at the checkout line. Uh, so the average price of gas was $3.84 in August, up from $3.60 and in um, July. So uh, we're wondering, one, what will this mean for oil? What does it mean for the oil companies? Where, where are things headed? And it, it appears that the consensus is that uh, OPEC and you know, the cuts by Saudi Arabia and Russia are what's driving these prices up. Adrian, are you seeing anything, anything that's very different on this? Well, not really. I mean, you're touching on the main point as well. If there's going to be supply restrictions on oil, that's just going to be concerned as well. And just the overall like global economy in general, I mean, if there's a slowdown that's going to happen, you you touched on that. That's really going to impact uh, the price of oil and gas just throughout. So that's just something that really needs to be on people's radar just to see what direction this really goes into. Because when it just comes to oil and gas in general, there's just a lot of things that come into play that can go right or can go wrong that can really disrupt the price. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. And, you know, us as a country, the United States, we're still considered an oil and gas superpower. Uh, however, uh, the companies, uh, the companies particularly that can you know, get get us oil with um, through shale, through fracking, um, 
they're not planning to increase production because right now we're experiencing what what's called uh, backwardation, meaning the futures markets are predicting that oil prices are going to go down, and so you've got you've got oil companies that you know it takes uh, up to nine months to put a rig out there that can that can then start producing, and they're concerned that the price will price will uh, will drop and that you know Saudi Arabia can manipulate the price. So I'm thinking about this just overall economically from an inflation perspective. You know, are um, uh, are oil prices going to continue to increase, uh, or are we going to be able to? Yeah, you know, produce our way out of it, and I just, I just don't see it, uh, don't see it happening at least, at least right now. Which means that we're, as we have been in the past, we're subject to whatever OPEC wants to do. If that's the case, does that mean there is potentially another rate hike coming? You know, the Fed's left the door open, saying that they're they may raise rates one more time, and uh, and hopefully that'll be the last one. There's been a lot of talk out there that. That um, rates aren't going to you know, people speculating that they don't think rates are rates are going to go up, but uh, I'm just looking at this from an overall economy and market perspective. If rates are going up, or even even if they don't raise it again, let's say they're right, but they this causes them to stay higher for longer. Uh, I think this might be a contributing factor to higher higher rates, or at least maintaining rates for a longer time, which is why. Uh, the markets, uh, in part, why the markets reacted so negatively. Now, September is historically a bad month anyway, but that's in part the reason the markets declined so much is this higher for longer talk from the Fed really caused a big part of that decline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, another component as well when you talk about just oil and its price as well is just the U.S. dollar as well, especially being affected by having higher rates just because oil is really traded bars on exchange using the U.S. dollar, that's just going to be another thing that investors are going to have to look at as well and see what direction that heads into. Yeah, I agree. That's an interesting time. I just brought this topic up as we were both uh, bringing two different topics in the field, one that I'd call more, uh, this this to me is more of an investing type topic, looking at inflation and oil prices. And Adrian, why don't you go ahead and begin your topic, which I'd, I'd put in the more financial planning category. Yeah, I'd be happy to. And uh, I just want to tip my hat off to you. I actually got this idea from you when we were discussing it in Chicago back in the conference as well. And what this topic is called is a blue zone. This is where researchers have been going to certain areas in the world, certain regions, and are finding that certain people in these places are living exceptionally long and healthy lives. And some of them are surpassing the age of 100. And I think this is just a really interesting topic to discuss as well because it plays into longevity. You know, people are living longer, but they're also living fulfilling lives, healthy lives. They're enjoying these really late stage points in their life. And I think that's just something that everybody really looks forward to and wants to, to, to enjoy later on down the road. And it's really good to see, especially when you're seeing lower rates of age-related diseases in these blue zone regions. I think that's something where people want to look into and just understand more, like what, what are going, going on in these places? What kind of lifestyle do these people have? What kind of 
patterns or trends or what are they really doing that's helping them live past the age 100 and really enjoying living past age 100 with a, with a healthy lifestyle. And I think that's just something that's really valuable and just, you know, worth having a conversation with. And again, this is just going to be just general knowledge that I'm going to be outlining. It's not medical advice or anything like that. Obviously, when it comes to anything like that, just consult a professional. But again, it's just something worth just having a conversation discussing about where these people are having really healthy lives past the age of 100. So I like to dive deep into it. Have you uh, heard about this as well, Roche? I mean, you're the one that brought up the topic, but have you done a little bit of a deep dive on it yet? I have not done a deep dive. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to have to say on it. Uh, a couple of things I just want to mention. One, I hadn't really heard this term before. So the term is uh, for someone that, that a population of individuals who reach 100 or more is centenarians. And I first heard about it with uh, the Netflix has a show called Live to 100 Secrets of Blue Zones, which is where where I had heard about this. Do you, Adrian, can you define, uh, you had mentioned blue zones. Can you just explain what that is? So this is, uh, it refers to a region where people tend to just live long and healthy lives, where there's just uh, low rates of age-related diseases, and researchers go in here just to really understand what they do in their daily lives. And I have a uh, 12 lifestyle patterns or 12 things that these people do in these regions that contribute or help them live to age 100 and beyond in a, in a healthy way that I'll outline for our listeners and viewers today. Oh, yeah, please. Let's start. Let's start on that. So the first one I have on my list is manual labor. Typically, people in these blue zone regions engage in physical activity almost on a daily basis. And manual labor can just include something far as farming, building, or any other forms of physical work in their daily routine. And this helps keep individuals physically active and also can provide people a sense of purpose and meaning, especially when it comes to their work. So as we know, just manual labor where it's lifting, traveling, going anywhere, it's just, or just creating something or just going outside, you know, it provides that physical activity that can keep people healthy and keep them living longer. So that's the first one on my list. Yeah, from the episodes I saw on that special, they, when they talked about manual labor, uh, they I only saw a couple of them, but they highlighted uh, in Osaka, Japan, how uh, gardening. So people were were gardening a lot there, and so with gardening, you're you know bending down a lot uh, to you know, to to grow your garden, and then the other one. Uh, they had mentioned, I believe it was in Sardinia, that uh, it's very hilly and people walked places versus driving. So a lot of this manual labor is almost lifestyle stuff with just walking versus driving and then walking uphill or you know, gardening. Yep, exactly. That was the second one on my list, Roshan. You hit it right on the head, walking. I mean, this is a common mode of transportation for people that live in these blue zones. And it's a low-intensity exercise that people do like week in and week out through their daily routine that can keep them physically active and keep them healthy where they, they live longer. So walking is the second one on my list that these have a common trend in all these blue regions as well for these people have these healthy lifestyles. The third one on my list, which is typically a popular hobby that some people have, is gardening. 
And not only is it beneficial where this is also people are outside or wherever they may be doing a lower centered, a gravity exercise where you're digging in the ground or whatever it may be outside, it does require some form of physical effort. And it also gives some people connection to nature, which helps them find more fulfilling work and just overall also promotes a healthy promoting activity where maybe this is also how they get their food as well or whatever it may be. It's just a another form or lifestyle trait that they use that helps them just maintain that long life that they have. And, uh, you know, it's something interesting as well, because I also had somebody on my dad's side of the family, a close relative of mine who lived almost past the age of 110. And one of the things that this person really enjoyed was gardening as well. So I found interesting that connection there as well and found it relatable. Yeah. And did, um, uh, and I don't mean to give this away if this is on your list. It's just a thought. With the gardening, does something um, – are they gardening things like flowers or are they are, are they growing foods that would then be healthier because, you know, they're coming straight from the garden to their table? Well, I got to imagine it's just both as well. But that is one on my list as well where predominantly people in these blue zones – tend to eat plant-based food, and it's predominantly just fruits and vegetables as well. And I got to imagine there is a correlation or a connection between that and gardening as well. But I think the overall concept of it is also goes back into that manual labor where gardening takes, you know, some form of physical exercise, a low-intensity exercise, whatever it may be, to just keep them physically active and just promoting a healthy lifestyle for them that they've been doing for so long and just a routine in a way in their daily life. I also wonder, once again, it may be on your list already, but if just the fact that being outside and in the sun is helpful, I just think that my uh, uh, children's ophthalmologist will always say, um, say, get outside for two hours a day so you get the sun. Yeah, Is exactly. that one on your list or is that just something that could be a an added benefit of the, the uh, gardening? It's probably just an added benefit of the gardening. And again, it, it, by no means, you could do everything on my list as well. And it, you might not make it to the age 100 or you might have some type of issue as well. But it's just something that they tend to have in common, these traits as well, that you know could be a beneficial factor for you in your life as well that I thought was worth interesting and just lining out to our listeners and viewers today as well. So the next one I have on my list is unwound from stress and where these people in blue zone typically have effective strategies for managing stress in their life. And this is a big one as well, because as some people already know, that low stress levels contribute to sometimes a better overall physical and mental health as well. So it could be something as meditation, spending time in nature, going outside, or simply taking time to relax where these people in the blue zone have these strategies where they're able to just unwind every day, just lower their stress levels, whatever it may be. And they've seen that promote a healthier lifestyle for them and helping them live longer. Was there any consistency as to what they did to de-stress? So the only examples I have on my list is meditation, spending time outside or in nature, and then just some more general and just finding simple ways to just relax and unwind at the end of the day. So next on my list, I have faith or spiritual practices, where this is a predominantly major feature in some of these blue zone regions where they engage in spiritual practices, and it also helps provide a sense of community for them, a sense of purpose, and some find inner peace as well, 
where these activities can be prayer, meditation, or attending any gathering far in their community. This also plays an integral role in these communities as well that they find beneficial within these later stages of their life. That's great. Actually, the the um, episode I mentioned of the show, uh, where I believe it was Sardinia, they, they interviewed someone that she went to church every day, and that was the steep uphill walk to get to church from her house. So that got, you know, the two of them off, actually really three, I guess, the de-stressing of going outside, the manual labor of you know, going uphill and walking, and the, uh, uh, the spirituality and faith uh, that you just mentioned. And it also plays into the next one I have on my list. It's a strong sense of purpose where they often have a clear sense of purpose in their lives where they feel that they have meaning and they re- help them remain active and engage well into their later stages of their life. And just having a strong sense of purpose has just been linked to increased life satisfaction and longevity as well, where it just keeps them motivated, keeps them and just engaged, whatever they may be doing in their life. It's something that they found very beneficial. Yeah, the uh, Japanese episode, they, they touched on the term called ikigai, which, uh, which is in Japanese means your reason for being or your purpose in life. And I also remember um, when I was teaching the um, science of happiness, or we called it happiness hour, but it was classes on the uh, science uh, of happiness, uh, purpose, sense of purpose was also a leading uh, factor to just being happy in life in general. I imagine that those go hand in hand, though, living, living longer and being happy. You know, if you're, if you're miserable, you probably don't want to live longer. Yeah, I definitely could see a see a correlation as well. That's a good thing to point out as well, Roshan. So uh, the next I have on my list as well is that they have moderate wine consumption. And typically people think when they think of alcohol, they think maybe that's something that can knock some years off your life as well. But people in the blue zone, they have moderate wine consumption. Is a, it's a common practice, particularly wet red wine. And that's something too that I thought was interesting that I could add to my list as well. You know, I'm sure people may have an opposite opinion on that as well, but it's something that's been common across all these regions. Yeah, I remember for uh, seeing years ago for heart health uh, that red wines, and I think in particular Pinot Noirs, were supposed to be good, good for you. So I'm not, not too surprised to hear that. The next thing on my list is emphasizing on moderation. And I think this really just goes beyond just maybe food in general, just having... Uh, satisfaction for whatever you do, whether it's eating or whatever it is in your daily life, just not getting full off of it. We're just incorporating and having a practice mind when it comes to moderation, whether it's eating or whatever it may be, can be something as well that's beneficial where, you know, you feel satisfied and you don't take that extra step or whatever it may be. Just having moderation and diversifying whatever you do in your daily routine can be beneficial for these uh, people that live past age 100 as well. Uh, interesting, and I, that makes sense as well. The the, the uh, um, episode on Japan that that talked uh, that had the people in Osaka they they talked about being uh, only being eighty percent full when they were eating, right? So they they wouldn't get too full uh, when they eat, which is just moderation, as you just uh, just mentioned. The next one I have on my list is prioritizing family bonds. Family is just a central role in the life of people in the blue zone where 
They like prioritizing spending time with family and having strong family network helps provide with some of them some emotional support and a sense of belonging. So this is something that they believe is vital to promoting that healthy lifestyle and just being engaged and, and just really enjoying their time, having a strong family connection they just find very valuable. Yeah, and you know what I mentioned the science of happiness. That was uh, that was the, one of the things on there. I've mentioned it on a previous episode. I'll actually go through the acronym that he had. It's uh, uh, Professor Martin uh, Seligman at uh, UPenn, and he his uh, acronym was PERMA, which is positive emotion engagement relationships, meaning, and accomplishment. So a couple of those items have shown up on the on your list. I wonder if how many more do you have? And let's see if there are any more of these on there. So I have two left. The second to last one I have is maintaining strong partnerships where people, inhabitants of the Blue Zone communities, really place a high value on long-lasting partnerships such as marriage and there's just a strong committed relationships offer, in their opinion, just social emotional support throughout their whole life. That's something they find very valuable and something they really try to emphasize within their communities. Yeah, which which makes sense. Even with this perma thing, relationships was uh, uh, was one of them on there, probably as a catch all category for uh, both things you mentioned: partnerships and time with family. Yeah, exactly. And then the last one on my list is choosing the right tribe. This is where residents often surround themselves in a social circle or community with people that share the same interests or values or whatever it may be. And they believe this helps with social support, encouragement, and a sense of belonging that contributes to helping them live longer and happier lives. Yeah, and I'm looking, I'm trying to look up, look this up, but I was just um, listening to this, uh, this uh, podcast uh, I'm a big fan of it. It's called Founders. For anyone looking for something else to to listen to or check out, it's it's uh, it's uh, really just it, they re- the um, podcast host will read books and gather information on founders uh, on people people's lives. Famous famous people. Most recently was Jimmy Buffett, but I thought of Mark Twain. The Mark Twain episode when you uh, when you mentioned this, but Mark Twain got advice. Uh, apparently after his first hit when he was in Hawaii from someone about finding the right people to spend time with to improve yourself, which reminds me of this uh, finding the right tribe as you just described. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just a great way just uh, just engage with other people and just see what different stages they are in their life and just get ideas, spend time with people. Just overall, that sense of community is just very valuable and that's what just people in general just like and enjoy in their lives. Yeah, that's... That's excellent. So we've covered two two topics today. One that's more, I'd say, uh, for current time, like what's going on right now with uh, inflation and oil prices, and more on the investing side. And the other one that I'd call more on the in our world, I, I group it as the planning side, the financial planning side, because we want to plan based on how long we think you're going to live. But giving people advice on how to live till uh, live till age one hundred. I think it was very, very helpful. Adrian, any any final closing thoughts? Oh, I joined this discussion with you today, Roshan. I really like the topic that we had today and just happy that we were able to cover it all. Excellent. We hope all of you do well on your investments and can live till age 100. And we'll be back next week with another great episode. Take control and achieve your goals. 
Schedule a conversation with Roshan, Adrian, or Eric today at retirementlifestyleshow.com. Roshan and Eric are certified financial planner practitioners. They, along with Adrian, are investment advisor representatives and serve clients across the U.S. with financial planning and investment advice through RTA Wealth. If you found this show helpful, gain knowledge, or enjoy the time you spent with us, tell your friends and leave us a five-star review. This will help others discover the show. To access our show notes, to download any of the tools mentioned in today's podcast, to ask us a question, or to schedule a conversation, go to retirementlifestyleshow.com. All opinions expressed by podcast hosts and guests are solely their own. While based on information they believe is reliable, neither Arate Wealth nor its affiliates warrants its completeness or accuracy, nor do their opinions reflect the opinion of Arate Wealth. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be regarded as specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. The show hosts offer investment advice through Arate Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor and securities through RTA Wealth Management, LLC, member FEMRA, SIPC, and NFA. Finally, our music is The Chance by Jason Shaw in Audionautics. It's part of the YouTube Audio Library, and it's licensed under a Creative Commons license. I am Ray Voices. Thank you for listening.